What is going on, Hawks Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the HFTV podcast brought to you by Alex and Mac. Um, and man, uh, since our last episode last week, we have not lost a game and there hasn't been really any uh, crazy new rumors swirling around. The only thing that's changed is we're racking up some wins, Mac. Um, and I think this this is the team that all of us as fans have been waiting for. And, you know, the the chemistry between DeJounte and Trey and the defense and just everything, it looks like it's starting to slowly come together and everyone's starting to click. And the vibes are up right now. I, I have no complaints over these last five games. How about you? I'm right there with you, man. I uh, I was just saying off air, I was after last night's win, I was like, man, I can't wait to record tomorrow because it just, you know, anybody who's been listening to the podcast or just been a Hawks fan knows that, like you kind of said, man, here recently before this four-game win streak, it hasn't been the brightest of days for us. But, you know, four-game win streak, you know, maybe for uh, some other organizations at the top of the NBA right now, maybe that won't mean too much. But I feel like it means a ton for our Atlanta Hawks at the moment, man. And I'm I'm thrilled, as you can see by the smile on my face, man. Like, I, I'm, I'm a happy camper right now. Um, you know, I, I will say – I will gladly eat a little bit of crow. There are some things the Hawks have done this last week, week or so with this four-game winning streak that I, I think I, you know, kind of maybe complained about them d- doing certain things that they kind of righted in this in this last four games. So um, it it feels it feels great, man. Um, you know, I think I can speak for most most Hawks fans and really just any basketball fan in general when I say the whole who won the Luca trade trade is just old. Like it, you know. At this point, you're not going to get a Mavericks fan saying that they lost a trade, and you're not going to get a Hawks fan saying that they lost a trade, right? But point being is that, obviously, those games are a little more emphasized than other ones. Like, I tweeted before uh, the game yesterday morning. I was like, these Mavs-Hawks games just hit different, man. And they do. They're, they're just so, they just mean a little bit more because of what Luca and Trey have connected to it. Um, so, really bringing that up because, you know, I don't think our win streak is going to end by any means, but the fact that you know, our four-game win streak, that fourth win, came against uh, the Mavs in Dallas where uh, Luka put up 30 points, sure. So, you know, you could look at that and say maybe he did have a better game than Trey, but I think Trey had the better overall game. I'll kind of get in that a little bit later. I do think the the biggest point that, you know, we, we have to bring up, Trey pl- play, played his ass off in the fourth, man. He, he you know, he, he closed the game out. What did Luka do in the fourth? Three points. So, just saying, man. It's uh, I feel like Trey got the upper hand on that one. So, at least, at least for last night's game. So it feels good, man. It feels like we can finally show a little bit of pride, a little bit of enthusiasm, a little bit of optimism as Hawks fans. And man, it just feels good. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And and like you mentioned, Luca last night, obviously he had 30 points, but you know, 60, I, th- I want to say like 65% of that came in the first quarter. Um, so, you know, good adjustments by the team, good effort, good team defense all in all. And like you mentioned in that fourth quarter, Luca only had uh, three points, he only made one basket and he shot one of four from the field, 25%. And I think he had like three or four turnovers in the fourth quarter alone. So all in all, man, good, great stuff, really encouraging things that we've seen from these, these, uh, Hawks these past couple games, obviously we've won our last four in a row and we've won five out, out of our last six. So Really encouraging. The only loss that we've suffered in the last six games is against the Bucks uh, on the 11th. But we've beaten the Clippers in that time span, the Pacers, the the Raptors, the Heat, the Mavericks. So really, really good stuff. Um, and all in all, I'm just like you said, I'm, I'm proud of this team. And 
there things were looking really doom and gloom not you know very honestly like a, last week you know we were talking about uh losing like five out of our last 15 and this and that and all these jc trade rumors and all the rumors around trey and nate etc cetera, etc cetera. it was bad it was a bad time but in the midst of adversity and all that drama some special things can happen and and we're seeing is this that turning point? Is this where the Hawks are kind of turning that corner and, you know, meshing together and clicking at the right time? We know as Hawks fans, historically, this team has usually turned it up at the second half of the season. We saw it last year, uh, you know, being out of the plane and then, you know, battling back and winning those crucial games late in the season and then making that eighth seed. We all remember what happened the year before that when we were, you know, like five games under 500 at one point, And then we stormed back being a top five seed uh, and making it to the ECF. So, you know, this team definitely has a little bit of a, a history and tendency of turning it up in the second half. And hopefully that is no different this year. But uh, we, we turn it up even to the next level. Uh, especially when you look at the slate of games that this team is going to be doing um, for our next five games, we honestly should be favored in a lot of those games. You know, we got the Knicks, the Hornets, the Bulls. Uh, who else do we have? The Thunder and the Clippers. So I'd say, honestly, besides the Clippers matchup, but that's at home. So I'm feeling good about that. We should be favored in almost every single one of these games. And we could extend this winning streak not only to four, but to five, uh, nine games in total. Uh, and hopefully it doesn't stop there. But before we even, you know, I don't even want to talk about the future. You know, I want to talk about the now, the present, what's happened. And, you know, here's just some encouraging things that we've seen from this team over the last, you know, six games or so. Um, you know, Trey in his last three games alone, he has nine steals. Uh, his defensive rating in the last three games has been a... 112.9 defensive rating, which is actually better than the league average uh, for a point guard, at least that's 114.9. Uh, so Trey's playing phenomenal defense. Obviously, him being a six foot one, you know, 165 pound player, um, he's not going to be your shutdown defender. And we don't need him to be, right? That's why we've drafted guys like Onyeka, DeAndre Hunter, et cetera. And with the emergence of JC being a, a legitimate good defender now not only from the help side, but also his one-on-one -on -one perimeter defense has vastly improved. Uh, we have guys like that, Clint Capella, to make up for Trey's deficiencies. All we've ever asked as a Hawks fan was to see a lot of effort and energy, right? That's all we can ask for, and he's been doing exactly that. He's taken some pride on the defensive end, maybe – you know, that players only meeting or maybe what DeJounte said to the team uh, is starting to rub off. But I'm loving what I'm seeing from Trey on the defensive side of the ball. And last night was a perfect example. He didn't score his normal, you know, high scoring output of, you know, 25 to 30 plus points a game. He only gave us 18 points, but he did it on really, really good efficiency. And he made the right plays that we needed him to 12 assists. Uh, and of course, he had that dagger floater late in the fourth quarter to kind of seal the game. Uh, but he was just making good decisions, trusting his teammates. He was deferring to DeJounte, who, you know, stole the show uh, with his own 30 points. So Luca wasn't the only person to, to score that. But DeJounte capitalized in crunch time. That was the big key difference. The Hawks have also shot at least 40% from distance in their last four straight games. And what do you know, Mac? We've won the last four. So obviously, um, you know, it's a make or miss league. And as of late, this team is starting to make a lot more than we've seen in previous uh, earlier in the season. And we've won four in a row. Uh, DeJounte also, I think he's really got to be kind of I think the two big headlines and the big takeaways from 
you know, this this win streak is Trey obviously playing phenomenal on defense, given that effort, trusting his guys, the team defense. But then the last thing, the emergence of DeJounte Murray, Mac. I mean, wow. I mean, he's looking like a legitimate, you know, all-star, all-NBA player. Um, and this is the type of DeJounte Murray that all the fans were expecting to get when we made that big trade, right? And this is what he's been doing. He's actually having career highs in a lot of these different categories. And I think DeJounte, as the season goes on, he's going to continue to evolve. He's going to continue to improve. And, you know, the more and more him and Trey and the rest of these guys build that chemistry and that trust, I mean, the sky's the limit, Mac. I mean, 26 points per game on 56% uh, from distance on career high volume from three as well. In his last four games, DJ is really, really starting to look like that true legitimate second star next to Trey, you know, the the Robin to Trey's Batman, and it's a beautiful thing, Mac. Oh, yeah. No, that's a perfect segue, man, because that's actually what I wanted to talk about next myself was DeJounte. I think it's impossible for us to not talk about how incredible that guy has played over the, the last four games when talking about this four-game win streak, right? Um, like you just said, dude is averaging over 28 points a game his last three games. Um, obviously dropped 30 last night, a huge, huge role for us. Trey even said it post-game and, and his presser said, that's why we brought DJ in. We brought him in. So a night when maybe, you know, I mean, Trey, if you remember, you tweeted too, like he tweaked his ankle. Who knows? Maybe, maybe that actually was something that he's like, damn, man, like I'm not going to be able to go, you know, cut into the lane as much as I have been able to in the past because my ankle is hurting and DJ has got to take a little bit of a bigger load tonight. And that's exactly what happened. Um, and it's just awesome to see. And, you know, like I want to even point out, too, that, you know, DeAndre gets in foul trouble on Luca, which, you know, I mean, DeAndre normally puts clamps on Luca. I feel like probably last night Luca got the better of him. Like he De- – DeAndre was playing defensive on him the entire first quarter. And like you said, I think he dropped 19 in the first quarter, if I remember. So um, not 19. It was like 16 or something like that. Drop, drop, drop a decent amount. Anyways, DeAndre ends up getting in foul trouble, has five fouls with like two minutes in the fourth quarter. So they, they have to make a defensive switch. They, they can't have DeAndre on Luka. He's going he's gonna to draw that sixth foul easily. So they put DJ on him, and DJ shut him down, man. He did. I'm not saying that, you know, seven-game series, DeJounte is going to shut down Luka Doncic every single game. I don't think there's any defender in the league that can do that. But – Point being is that when it mattered most, DeJounte turned up that defensive intensity. If I remember correctly, I think he did get a, a steal on Luka. I know he got a steal late in the game. I can't remember if it was on Luka or not, but I think it was because Luka probably did have the ball in his hands. Um, really just saying, man, I, I, I not only is he doing it on the offensive end, that's, that's the thing about playing basketball as opposed to other sports. You do have to play both, you know? Um, you, you, you can't just specialize. I mean, you can specialize in one, but you got to play both, man. You got to play offense and defense. So to be able to produce on the offensive end of the floor and then get your, get your tail end back on, on defense and, and shut it down like that. Oof, man, I am, I, I been a big, a, a big fan of DeJounte, you know, even back in his days at the Spurs, but last night I think I became a DeJounte super fan, if you will. That was, that was quite a performance, man. And, you know, he did that earlier in the season against uh, the Knicks in the garden. Trey went out and DeJounte went off for like 36 points or something like that. I think another 12 assists and won us the game. So it's just, it's just nice to see that, man. It's, it's, you know, um, you can say that he's not an all-star this season, but that dude is still all-star caliber and he proved it last night. And um, it's just, it's just great to have that second star, man, because 
you know, I'm I'm not I'm not saying this in a negative sense at all, but last night with Dallas, they're a perfect example. They don't necessarily have that second star next to Luca, right? And when Luca kind of falls off in the fourth quarter and maybe is a little gas because he's been doing so much the entire game, they don't have someone to take over for him like we do with DeJounte. So it's it's awesome, man. It's it's a it's it's just it's it's a good time to be a Hawks fan. <laughs> oh, for sure. You know, you're you're not lying. And um I think think you kind of hit the nail on the head, like with how this team has done and, and all the news and, um, you know, quite frankly, I don't know if anyone's going to get on the all-star team, but you know, that's, that's fine. You know, I, I'm not, uh, I could care less of who makes it or who doesn't uh, as far as Hawks players go. Um, Cause we know how good they are. And, and like you said, you know, doubtful that DeJounte Murray will make it at least not through the fan voting. I mean, he might make it as a, a coaching reserve, um, but we know he is absolutely an all-star caliber player. I mean, uh, He's already had he's already shown it, you know, all throughout the season. Right, He's had multiple 30 point games. He had, you know, 39 against Houston that one time, 36 in the garden against the Knicks, uh, multiple 25 plus point games. Uh, he had 34 against the Nuggets. So he he he's had these big scoring outbursts, but it, it was it's been a little kind of up and down with him. But now we're really starting to see a stretch, a consistent stretch of DJ actually kind of turning up and scoring at will. Uh, and we've seen it these last three games. I mean, if you just look at his last three games alone, he scored 30 last night against the Mavericks on 66% shooting, 66% from three. He gave us 28 against Miami on 64% shooting, 62% from three, and then 27 against the Raptors. He gave us 58% shooting and 40% from three. So uh, the dude, this is by far and large DeJounte's best kind of three-game stretch uh, so far in a Hawks uniform. And um, I think this is just the the tip of the iceberg, Mac. I really do. Uh, This is the type of player that DeJounte can be. That's the type of player that we've seen uh, in previous years in San Antonio. But I think now that we're halfway through the season, a little bit more halfway, um, and he's comfortable with the team, and he's kind of built that, uh, yeah, what's the word I'm looking for? He's kind of warranted uh, kind of that that two, you know, 1A, 1B role. Um, I think a lot of times earlier in the season, D- DJ was deferring to other teammates, maybe trying to get his assists up and really not trying to be a quote-unquote ball hog and, you know, um, and try to take over the game with Trey. Uh, we've seen some of that, especially in that Houston Rockets game when we we gave up that big lead. Uh, but now he's he's picking his spots, but he, he's making smart decisions. He's shooting the ball much more efficiently, and uh, it's translating into uh, big-time performances. So I think, like I mentioned, I think this is just the beginning of this DJ spree, and I think we're going to see a lot more of these kind of 25-plus point outburst games uh, in a lot more consistent manner. Uh, So, yeah, I'm I'm excited, man. I mean, this is the true second star we've needed. I don't even remember the last time um, a Hawk player, you know, not named Trey Young, has given us 25-plus points, you know, and three consecutive games on that type of efficiency. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's really encouraging stuff. And uh, once Trey and DJ figure it out between them two, and it looks like they're slowly starting to figure it out, um, and, and with the emergence of, you know, and the improvement of JC on the defensive side, you know, Clint Capella getting healthy, DeAndre Hunter really improving since his in, uh, injury. I mean, this team is looking really good. You know, A.J. Griffin is slowly starting to get more and more comfortable Um, same with Jalen Johnson, you know, if Nate will actually play them a little bit more, and that's a topic for a different day. Uh, and you know, once bogey gets out the slump, I mean, this team could go on a really big run Mac. And 
Um, that might be the homer in me. That might be me sipping the Kool-Aid a little too early, but I'm here for it. I'm here for it. This team is talented. we got two stars leading the way, and we got a lot of good complementary pieces that are, uh, you know, just scratching their surface of potential. So, um, you know, vibes are up right now. No complaints from AC. Oh, yeah. No, I'm right there with you, man. I've, I've been thirsty for some Kool-Aid, so I'll, I'll gladly drink it right now, man. It's uh, yeah, Take it's, it with you, babe. That's you got to remember fan is short for fanatic. You know what I mean? Like that's what makes us Hawks fans is that we're crazy about this stuff, man. We, we love it and and we care about it. And you know, the, when the Hawks start playing well, like, you know, I notice notice my, 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 you know, outlook on my, my work day is even better. I'm just saying it's, 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 it's good. Oh, yeah. um, and, and I feel like I think you speak for every Hawks fan, right? When we, when we start winning games like this and, uh, we're we're winning a lot more than losing. You know, every morning you wake up, you know the 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 air is fresher, the coffee tastes the better, birds are chirping, the, the birds yeah. are chirping. I mean, everything is good in Hawksland. You know, the moment we start winning, and I think the age old statement "winning cures all" it's 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 definitely true. And you see the body language, you see the performance on the team too. So hopefully, we can keep you know building off this. And I know every episode we've done, dating back to our first episode, our pilot, we've been talking about. Can, you know, this team build momentum? Can this team go on a big win streak? We haven't seen it yet. And as we mentioned, this is the first time this team has had four uh, games in a row in the W column. And, um, you know, I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited for this. And, and I, I truly believe this is finally the time. Because if it isn't, then there's never going to be another time. But I really think this is where we we turn the corner and we start playing to the capability that we know we can. Obviously, I'm not saying we're going to win every single game for the rest of the season. But if we can win at least, you know, for every five games, if we can take, you know, four out of five, which I think we can, then we're going to be in prime position come playoff time. Oh, yeah. And I, I think we can definitely do that. As you mentioned, you know, same here. I don't want to look too much into the future. I kind of want to embrace the the now. But, you know, the next five games we have, I do I do completely agree with you. They're all pretty winnable games um, where, like you even said, uh, most of them we probably will even be favored in. Then after that, we have our second West Coast trip of the year. Um, this one's five games instead of four. But uh, I actually said this in our episode, you know, before we did our first West Coast trip. Hawks historically actually do pretty well on those West Coast trips. We went two and two this year and easily could have gone three and one if that Warriors game just, yeah, you know, one play would have swayed the in our direction, right? So point being is that I, I actually think those West Coast road trips – they have to be such bonding experiences for the team. It has to be something where you get closer. And if you're winning basketball at the same time, oh, man, because that's something that with the Hawks, I, I think uh, the just for lack of a better term, the drama just got so uh, maybe blown out of proportion even. Maybe inside the locker room it wasn't even that bad. But, you know, the outside perception, like, you know, Bob Rathbone and Neek are talking to Landry Fields last night during the game. And they even say that they're like, we're not naive. Like we, we know what the rumors and all the, you know, drama around the organization right now. And it, and it feels like the way they've made that turn, you know, some of the things they did like uh, promoting Kyle Corver and whatnot, it just feels like things were, man, they, they were bad. They were so bad that the only, the only thing that could happen was improvement and improvement has happened. Um, like you said, winning cures all. And I, I'm honestly glad you said that because I think that's exactly what is happening to the Hawks right now. Not only as fans, because obviously we're feeling better about it, but the players, man, I, you, you can just tell it's it's not the same like, oh, you know, you, it almost felt like if they 
won a game a month ago, you can almost even tell in the back of their minds, they're like, shit, we're probably going to lose the next one, though. Like, they, they know they can go out and beat anybody on the floor at this point, and um, we're fully healthy, too. You know, that's obviously a big part of it. I don't think uh, – I believe it was Brad Rowland actually tweeted last night, so shout out to him real quick. But you can't construct a basketball roster where the only way they're good and can win games is, is everyone is healthy. You know, that can't be the case, sure. But the reality is that, that our roster is healthy right now, and we do have everyone that can play. Sure, Clint isn't fully healthy yet, but um, – you know, Big O's stepping up fine in, in, in his place. And honestly, Clint last night, I'm laughing because I know I know he's a little rusty, but man, he had a lot of plays last night where I was like, Clint, just go sit back on the bench, man. Don't lose this game for us. So um and I'm laughing when I say that because I know Clint's an incredible player. He just was a little rusty last night. And that's you know how it is. Um but yeah man it's it's uh it it feels like they are starting to actually believe. I know that sounds so cheesy and so cliche at times, but it it's a real thing in sports. It truly is. Um, and it feels like this team is finally starting to believe that they they have what it takes. Um, and you know, I'm I I'll be I'll be honest with you. If we're going to compare it to one of the last two seasons, I think it's going to be um, the not not last season, the season before, where we're we're not just going to turn it around and make it into the play in. We're going to turn it around and, and end up a a top four, top five seed, because um, I believe we're only five games out of uh, home, court, home court in the playoffs, which is obviously top four seed. So uh, five games, man. That <laughs> We're on a four-game winning streak. You know, obviously some teams have to lose for us that that to happen. But, dude, I, I legitimately think – I counted before the episode, I believe there's – it's either 13 or 14 games before the All-Star break. If we can go 10-4, and 10-3 – 11 and two, whatever it is, hey, maybe even win all of them. Ooh, man, we, we are going to be in prime position to, after all-star break, just continue to play what I like to call pace basketball. And that's just, hey, man, you got the lead, basically. Just keep playing pace, and you'll get that top four seed. I'd even be fine with the top six seed, man. Just avoid the playing at this point. So, um, yeah. so yeah, man, it feels good. Uh, I'm drinking that Kool-Aid, as you can tell. <laughs> I may be wrong, but this is something that I will eat that crow if I have to because I'm I just it feels good to finally be positive over here. <laughs> that's, that's all we can do, Mac. You know, we we can only uh, we can only go up from here, right? And um, and like you mentioned, there's only four wins right now, currently as as this time of of our recording, which is January 19th, 5:30 Eastern time, but um, there's only four wins that separate us and the fourth seeded Brooklyn Nets. Uh, that's it. And a lot can happen. You know, there's still a lot of games left from now until the end of the season. And like you said, if, if we can especially go on a nice little run right before all-star break, uh, matter of fact, let me just check when that, uh, when, when the actual, uh, all-star game is so I can see. All right. So we have, do, 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 I can't even tell. Um, okay. Well, I won't. I won't mention that. But yeah, like you said, if, for the next thirteen games or so, if we can go eleven and two, you know, ten and three, or hell, like you said, if we can just win, you know, dating back to our current win streak and just win out until All Star break, we'll 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 be cooking with grease. So um, yeah, it's it's an exciting time right now, and that's something that we've rarely had. That's a feeling that we've rarely experienced since <laughs> the beginning of the season. So. Um, and and I'll I'll admit, you know, we're, we're two of the biggest fans out there. But you know, sometimes there were points in this season where it was hard to get up and 
turn on the TV and watch a game. Like, you know, the, in the back of your head, you're just thinking, oh, I could be spending my next two and a half hours doing something else instead of watching this, you know, dog shit team. Uh, but it, it feels good to enjoy watching Hawks basketball again. And I think this feeling should be here to stay. And um, I think that the the players know it. And I think that if they just keep sticking to this blueprint where they're playing, you know, for a full 48 minutes, high intensity on both ends of the court, playing team basketball and trusting in one another, um, I think this team is going to make a lot of noise at the second half of the season. And uh, I'm, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, yeah, man. I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. It's a, it's a good time. Um, you know, I, I think I could talk for the rest of the night about how, how good it feels right now. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap it up on this. Uh, you know, I, I understand winning every single game before the All-Star break probably isn't incredibly feasible. It, it definitely could happen. But uh, I I think right now, um, I said it about the month of December, and it ended up being true that it was very crucial and that, you know, it ended up meaning that changes had to be made. You know, no one necessarily got fired, no, but Travis did step down. And from everything I've read and some of the sources we do have, that wasn't the prettiest situation ever. And that's all I'll say, you know, I'll leave it at that. Um, but it's uh it feels it feels like this next two weeks, two and a half weeks or so, is going to be the story of the Hawks season. If they like like we just said, if they can have a winning record, especially a 10 and 3, a 11 and 2 record, or or win all of them, I'm telling you right now, you're the, the Hawks can make some noise in the playoffs again. Like, get ready, fans. If, if we don't, I don't know. It'll be a little bit of toss-up. I'm not saying, you know, nothing of that nature would happen, but I, I think this is going to be the most important two, maybe three-week stretch of the Hawks season right here. Um, you know, with, with some of these winnable games that we have, the road trip that we have, and with it coming right before All-Star break, when, as we both said, you know, we probably won't have anybody – being represented by the Hawks in the All-Star game, which honestly at this point I'm okay with it. That's just more rest for them. You know, the guys that do go to the All-Star game, they don't get any rest during All-Star break. They don't. So um if if DJ and, and Trey don't make it as All-Stars, that just means they get that much more rest. You know what I mean? So I'm cool with it. Um it uh let's 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 keep this positivity going, Hawks fans. And uh yeah, it's it's a uh, I, I believe I believe the tides are turning, guys. We'll see what happens. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you guys for listening. Make sure you follow us on all socials at HawksFanTV on Twitter, Instagram, uh, you name it. And uh, yeah, subscribe to the pod, leave a rating, leave a review if you if you like listening listening to us every single week. And uh, yeah, make sure you check out our, our post-game shows that we host on Twitter spaces every single game, win or lose, we're there chopping it up, talking Hawks basketball. So, yeah, thank you guys for listening to another episode, and we will see you next week. Oh, yeah, guys. As always, go Hawks. Go Hawks.